Welcome to the Ordinals Podcast, produced by Ord Media, featuring the top builders, projects, and investors pioneering Bitcoin inscription protocols and the future of digital artifacts. Okay, so I'm happy to to chair this panel, Novel Tools, of course, is what I'm interested in as well. So let's start. We'll go down the line, and if each of you can quickly introduce yourselves, then we'll get into some questions. Hi, everyone. I'm Pete Hoddle, or Pete, from uh, Liquidium. We're building a new novel tool for ordinals. It's going to be a peer-to-peer lending protocol where you'll be able to lock your ordinal for a loan and receive collateral, or lock it as collateral and receive BTC as a loan. Hi, I'm Han Tuzun, um, co-founder of NewFi Ordinals Lab. So NewFi was an existing entity, and when Ordinals came up, we created Ordinals Lab to build things on Ordinals. Our first product is silently launched. It's Ordinals.Observer. Uh, you log in with your Twitter, add your addresses, and showcase your inscriptions. And you can also check out other people's public inscriptions. We are also building other tools, uh, voting and governance tools, and fractionization tools. Uh, we have a sub 10k collection, and we are going to be like building other collections that's going to be utilizing the tools to show that like how these tools are going to be uh, useful for collections. Hi, uh, I'm Yuzin Chua, research lead of uh, Oddsar. So Oddsar is a decentralized, uh, open, trustless, uh, ordinals exchange, and part of that process as well. When we build that, we also uh, come out with a protocol called Sado Protocol, where the whole ordinals uh, uh, it's being traded globally and not just unique to Oddsar, you can be anywhere. Uh, and we know the, the, the problem with, uh, with the toolkit on uh, building Ordinals right now, so we're also open sourcing all that toolkits for, for developers out there to be able to easily build Ordinals and BRC20 uh, solutions. And just uh, one minute on, on, on myself, so I've been a Bitcoiner since 2010, uh, all, all there, all the way, uh, developers, uh, and built a lot of solutions on the Bitcoin space. And I'm just glad today that we're seeing all that uh, developers coming back to Bitcoin uh, today because we see a lot of outflows uh, with Ethereum coming up and, and all that outflows to Ethereum, and now everyone's coming back again. And some of the cool highlights that I've done in the past, I built the first exchange in Asia uh, for Bitcoin only. Uh, that was back in 2012, 2013. And then I also built the first uh, CBDC in the world uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, the, re- the first retail CBDC in the world is still operation- operating today. Uh, I'm the lead architect of that. And it, a lot of people thought it was built on other solutions, but what is actually built, it's Bitcoin. Thanks. Hey, I'm Danny. I was previously at Cash App working on the Bitcoin wallets and the Lightning Network. Uh, Founded DZ back in October, which is my company that started as a Lightning Network liquidity provider. And then we dove headfirst into Ordinals when they came out, launched the Astral Babes collection, and then um, have a launch pad that has helped a few other collections launch, like the Bitcoin Frogs is probably the most notable one, Ribbit. Rivet. Um, and we also are working on a decentralized marketplace place, PSBT-based, similar to Ordzar. Um, hopefully we can talk about how they're going to integrate, because that's the vision, is to have these peer-to-peer, trustless, decentralized marketplace for these trades. So we have a humble, small product that's slowly, we're building slowly as we're trying to scale our team. Um, so yeah. I will resist the urge to criticize CBDCs, and uh, <laughs> I don't believe in it as well. I just asked to build it. That's why I built it on Bitcoin. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm just, I'm just playing. That's not the topic. Okay. Well, and we'll come back in reverse order. Uh, Elizabeth from Xverse did a great job moderating this morning. I like that format, so we're going to come back down. So we'll start with you. 
So the first question here is, um, if you had a magic wand and you could just, by magic, integrate ordinals into any technology, what would, what would you do? What if uh, overnight you could just integrate ordinals into any existing technology or platform, what capability would you bestow? I like, I mean, you kind of can already do this with the SATS cards that are the physical Bitcoin cards where you can have this kind of bearer asset and hold UTXOs on it. So you can already do that where you can put an ordinal on there and now you can have kind of like a pass that gets you into a club, like a gold membership as an ordinal on a physical device. So I think that's a pretty cool thing I like to see and it's not far-fetched at all and you can already do it. Okay, yeah, great answer, definitely. So uh, next, please. Yeah, um, yeah, for me, I think Arnold's, if you can come up with something that would tie in to prove open execution, I think that's something that we're lacking on the Bitcoin space because on Ethereum, what, what Ethereum is so great about that is that we have open execution where all the smart contracts are proven to be executed in a certain way, whereas on Bitcoin, a lot of things are happening off-chain, so if you have a way to attach that to Arnold's as a proof that execution is taking place off-chain in a way that's provable and trust, trustable, then we can have so many great things happening on Bitcoin side with smart contracts and all that happening on, on Arno space without having to bloat the whole Bitcoin blockchain. Yeah, tough questions. Uh, so I was thinking that like, you know, it's pretty expensive and we'll get like orders of magnitude more expensive to transfer these like ordinals and inscriptions like registers, etc. Uh, and what I would like to have is lightning channels, you know, overnight adopting ordinal support so that we can have lightning channels. We can just like put our like ordinance inscriptions inside whatever we have, and you know trade and transfer inside very cheaply, and settle down on Bitcoin without trusting any intermediaries. That is actually what I really want, and I'm talking with like Lightning Labs about that. If it's like actually feasible, and I would also personally like to contribute through my company on that. Okay. But it's gonna be years. <laughs> oh, these are all very good. Yes, please. Thanks. So mine's kind of similar to Danny's. Um, it's kind of just is already possible, but kind of relies on social consensus. Maybe we could use ordinals to act as deeds to property, uh, which is entirely possible right now. It's just a matter of that social consensus layer. Uh, things would make it a lot more trusted, a lot more decentralized, and just, as we believe, better in every way. Would any of you like to react to anything before we go to another question? I, mean, I say all those are all excellent points. I actually wish for all of them. So I would love to see the lightning uh, stuff too, as well, if we can figure that out. I know if you're thinking about the Taproot asset, the Taro, formerly Taro, they have virtual PSBTs. I don't know if I have. Yeah. I have to look into it. Uh, like you know, just quick tangent. So Taproot uh, asset protocol is is great. Tap or uh, Tap. They changed their name. They rebranded now. Uh, but I. I think they like this, you know, viral mechanisms of like what made uh, inscriptions really popular that like we have these like orders, everything is public. Uh, so it's a way better way to like transfer things out. But I think uh, I'd, like they haven't told me about like any way that they can actually get popular. So I think that like inscriptions and BRC20 is whatever we like or we don't like on this like layer one will get popular. And uh, we just need to be, you know, building tools for this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, because you, I mean, it's one thing to inscribe, it's another thing to transfer, and the transfer should be inexpensive, right? So that's, that's interesting. Okay, let's start here, Pete. So now, you guys imagine it's the year 2030, okay? And you open up Bloomberg or whatever, newspaper, and there's some big headline about ordinals. 
So what headline would you like to read? How has the world changed in the next seven years that suddenly ordinals have had a big impact on the world? I have mine. U.S. dollar has been replaced by Bitcoin and ordinals <laughs> as the global reserve currency. That's pretty much mine too. Ordinals act as the, the deeds, like I said already. <laughs> we just use that for uh, the underlying infrastructure. Another one might be um, if we figure out a way to use ordinals to kind of enable more uh, essentially smart contracts, but on, on Bitcoin, like a way to enable more decentralized, uh, not, not computing, but like, you know, just data storage for more decentralized computing to maybe compete with other uh, smart contract chains. Um, Casey has been elected as the president of Bitcoin Network State, the first democratic elections. <laughs> Something like that. There, there is this thing called like network states that Balaji is just spun out this idea and like it's actually happening. I was in Zuzulu and like there are like right now like over 10 network states just like being created and there are going to be hundreds of them and uh, yeah they all like start centralized ways but then like they will probably have like elections and things like that. And they, oh, oh, why, why is it connected to Ordon? So yeah, just like my mind is all over the place and I'm checked like, so yeah, you know, uh, like the citizenship and everything will be like digital artifacts. So like six months ago, I would have thought of like Bitcoin NFTs, but a Bitcoin network state would naturally have like inscription passports for its citizens that votes through our platform <laughs> that we are building and selects a president. Headline is something like Casey World's is the, first. Casey is the elected <laughs> president of the first yeah. network state. Yeah, great. Okay. The headline for me would be Tether and USDC. It's now operating on ordinals, and it's the largest uh, blockchain and largest protocol that they issue stable coins on. I mean, just the background information uh, for a lot of you who, if if you're new to the space, uh, you might not know that Tether was started as a Omni protocol on Bitcoin itself. And then around, I think, 2015, 2016 is where they moved to do ERC-20. And back then, it was all on, on Bitcoin. And they moved over there. And I do see that Ornos will be the one that will bring a lot of this back. And once you have stable coins, once you have all these tokens back into Bitcoin, we're going to see a lot more stuff that's happening on Bitcoin. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Mm. Fascinating. Okay, good. We gave another headline. But why don't you go ahead? I have another idea, too. January 1st, 2030. Bitcoin frog number 420 sells for $1 million. Um, no, but... One of the things, like I think in general, ordinals are kind of this fun, silly thing, and a great fit for them is art and like collectibles. And so kind of what I want to see is that we have good art, we have good artists come on, and we have high-value collectibles that people, you know, enjoy collecting, trading, or whatever. So um, I think it'd be cool if we get, we lean in towards that and kind of away from what we saw in the Ethereum, Solana kind of degen world of just like, 10,000 project, 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 pump and dump, like scammy, like anonymous rug, all this stuff, and kind of move it towards something that's more uh, refined, better quality art, uh, maybe fewer but higher quality, that type of uh, vibe on the Bitcoin blockchain is something that I'm excited to see with Ordinals over the long term. Maybe we get an Ordinals museum or something like that. Yeah, something like that would be cool. Okay, great. Now, one of the things, you know, I kind of got roped into this quickly, and so I was using Bard to do bio backgrounds on you to figure out, you know, what you all had in common. And I noticed you all had a lot of kind of hobbies, interests, this kind of thing. So I think maybe starting with you at the end, if you could talk about how your 
you know, personal experiences have informed your approach to ordinals. I think, you know, you're all working in kind of different areas. So, you know, what are some of the things from your, your personal life, your hobbies, interests, et cetera, that have informed the way you've approached ordinals? Uh, I would say two things. The first is career-wise, I'd been working on lightning stuff, and so it was trying to see how can lightning fit in, and, you know, you can, like, pay with lightning was kind of a cool thing, so that was what we did. Um, but then personally, the artwork is something that I've always been interested in, um, computer-generated art, algorithmic art, where you write programs that make art is something that I got into in college. Um, so now is super exciting with AI art, where now all of a sudden I can express these ideas that I have about, you know, some, like, consciousness, like, bliss, you know, crazy thing in my head that I could never, ever make with my hand, but now with words and poetry, we can describe things, and the computer's really good at making them, and so bringing that art to the digital realm is like a really cool connection and makes me super excited. Okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah, for me, uh, I come from the tech background. I was in uh, um, cryptography uh, back then, and I founded Bitcoin. I mean, I, st I knew, stumbled upon Bitcoin really early on from the one of the security forums, so around 2010 is where I really got involved uh, heavily into Bitcoin, building uh, things on Bitcoin, building one of the first exchanges, going to mining and all that. Uh, and build a couple of tools as well around Bitcoin. That was the early days. And then when Ethereum came about, uh, I did jump ship over to Ethereum because it's a lot more fun to build things when there's so many toolkits around. And I did build a couple of open source toolkits for Ethereum uh, when they launched uh, and uh, was there for a while until uh, what, what, I, what got me back was actually the CBDC project. So I got that project. I, I, I'm not a big fan of CBDC, by the way, just to make it clear here. I was just giving you our time. Yeah, but when I got that one, I, 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 I was starting to think, like, what, what makes CBDC, what's the closest blockchain I could build CBDC on? I was initially started to draft it on Ethereum, and then when I think about that, like, if you, think, if you want to design money, the best blockchain in the world would be Bitcoin, because Bitcoin doesn't do anything else except financial transaction. And that got me to look closer into Bitcoin again, starting to build more things on Bitcoin. With the limited space that we have on Bitcoin, what can we do on, on Bitcoin ecosystem? And I've built a couple of uh, uh, side chains and some projects around uh, Bitcoin ecosystem. And when all those came around, that was like, wow, I'm excited again that we have now more, more developers coming back into this ecosystem and a lot more stuff's happening now on all nodes. So we started to build a lot more projects on all nodes. We built Oddsar, we built Sado protocol. And along, uh, along with that process, we also realized that it's really, really hard to build on Bitcoin ecosystem today, whereas on Ethereum, it's all these tool chains that are widely available, so easy to build. You have wallet ecosystem, you have, you have developer tools and everything. Whereas on Bitcoin, even though we started way earlier, but a lot of things are still on the infancy uh, stage. So along, that, along this process, I'm making a personal goal to make all this stuff that we built along the way open source so that we can not only build it for ourselves, but also help to to uh, help the ecosystem as well, because this tool is going to be useful not only for us, but also for wider developer community to build on, on, uh, on Bitcoin ecosystem. And for me, I see Ornos as something that's a catalyst that attracts developers back into this fu fundamental uh, blockchain that started all. And, uh, and I'm just think that that's what um, brings us to where we are today. Excellent. OK, great. Uh, for me, it's also similar to C. <clears throat> um, so, like in summary, in January, I, I've seen like ordinance, it was like a few hundred inscriptions uh, were there. And like then I realized later that I came across uh, the ordinance theory probably in November or December and I just dismissed it. I, when I 
realized, when I've seen this like, you know, rare sets image, I realized that I've seen that before. But uh, what made it click for me in like January was uh, that my experience in the crypto ecosystem and like seeing all these cycles. So thanks to my cryptography background, similar. Uh, I've been in Bitcoin since 2013 and Ethereum since 2014 and like built uh, many crypto products, centralized and decentralized, and also lost uh, riding some waves like NFTs. Uh, but when February came, I just, you know, realized, uh, just looking at the documentation, just as like when I did read the Bitcoin paper in 2013 or Ethereum ICO in like 2014, like compared to them, like reading about like ordinals in 2023, it's a like very easy sell. So back then those were like really like crazy ideas. Uh, like my ENS bio is a quote from Bernard Russell. Uh, Don't be afraid to be eccentric in opinion because uh, every uh, like op widespread opinion now was eccentric once or something like that. So just like knowing that uh, the incentives are aligned for like this ordinal theory and inscriptions in like every level for every actor was enough for me to see that, you know, this thing is gonna just shoot up. Let's create this like ordinance that department because it helps whoever is adopting this like ordinal theory. Like you're a minor, let's say, like, like you can just ignore it. But like, even if you hate the idea, you just like, you know, what you should do, you should, you know, collect your rare sets and sell them. So you just like, create a cell pressure, but you adopt this theory. Uh, like say you you are a like, like centralized exchange, a trader, a collector of any kind, some kind of like transactions you are doing regularly on Bitcoin chain. Just, you know, filter for like rare sets and inscriptions and just dump them. So even the like enemies are incentivized to adopt this theory. Uh, and whoever's adopting this theory is just gonna like get more rich and get more influential and it's just gonna grow. The incentives are just right there. So, and also for the NFT case, uh, so I've seen that, you know, NFTs have just like boomed in Ethereum, but regardless of like what's the, you know, latest sell, uh, most of them just are profile pay, uh, PFP collections and have a snapshot and that's just mostly it. And Bitcoin is like when you, see the strengths and weaknesses of like Ethereum versus Bitcoin, like for most of the NFT cases, Bitcoin is just a clearly like better technical platform. So just seeing all these like experiences helped me just jumping straight in and moving my company as well. Great, awesome. So I think my answer kind of continues to build on that. Um, you know, I found Bitcoin originally and it kind of became more of a traditional maxim maximalist um, for a time. Uh, but then, you know, I always felt like DeFi. Then you recovered. Then I recovered. Yeah, it took, took a little bit, took a little bit though. But um, then, you know, DeFi was definitely something that we need. We need decentralized finance. Um, so that kind of like brought me to Stacks in the first place. Like just how can we build more on Bitcoin? How can we make Bitcoin more like uh, DeFi? How can we enable more of these solutions? Um, so Ordinals is kind of just an amazing thing to see. You know, now we have NFTs coming home to, to Bitcoin now. And in a way, sometimes it's an easier sell. Kind of like you said, it's easier to explain to people sometimes. You know, it's almost like uh, like when you go to museums, you take your penny and you put it in that machine, crank it a little bit, and it's colored. You know, that's kind of what ordinals are. It's kind of just like colored uh, Satoshis. So it's almost easier to explain to people sometimes. And it's kind of 
crazy to see that how you know Bitcoin's considered more complex, harder to harder to build with, but then sometimes it can even be a better UX or just even better to to explain to people. Okay, it's been great. Yeah, it's an interesting panel because you're doing such different things that it's you know we have to find some common themes here. So. Um, okay, so I think we have time for two questions. So we're going to go down. I'd like to hear just today, what are some kind of takeaways, either from conversations you've had or talks you've attended? What are some of the, I personally have gotten several big ideas out of today. I really feel like, actually Ragnar's talk was extremely interesting, I thought. Um, yeah, so I've had some insights, but maybe start with you, Pete. What are some kind of new insights you've had from today? Well, first, it's just been great to meet, you know, crypto people in, the first, in, in person for the first time. This is my first conference that I've come to besides yesterday, so... But that's all been great. Um, some of the things I've been taking away is how awesome the people are in this space, how much we want to just continue to build new things and uh, innovate in different ways. Uh, and like I said before, especially on, on Bitcoin, just making the most uh, secure, decentralized, and the best solutions for, for problems. So it's just been great to meet everybody, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the, the, the people, the community, in Ordinals is just amazing that like uh, I've seen that on Twitter, but here in the conference just like talking to just like any Anybody in the room is just an amazing experience uh, It's also proof that like this technology is also in this like in early stage that it also like just attracts the just you know uh, open-minded and generalist people um, the, the takeaway like the, like from like the, the growth and the adoption point of view, um, I have been uh, more uh, interested in this like scalability solutions here, uh, just thanks to today. Uh, previously, uh, I have been believing that like this is just gonna mostly stick around in layer one and the like community and the use cases will be like like just evolving around that. But I've seen many people building like side chain kind of things and like utilizing stakes with ordinals and inscriptions and also talking about lightning. So uh, here, thanks to like communications with like all of you and the panelists, uh, I'm more into the scalability solutions now on Bitcoin. Definitely, it's gonna be needed for sure. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Ragnar and uh, everyone to put up this great conference. Uh, for me, it reminds me a lot. Uh, I can feel the same vibe as in back in 2013, 2014, when I attended some of the early Bitcoin conference before the whole ICO boom and all that came in, where it's, it's a genuine gathering of people who want to build great things on, on blockchain, on Bitcoin. It's talking about tech, talking about what can we do more and what can we... Uh, take this further and I can feel the same vibe here everyone here is trying to do something more with all knows is something that we just like come out on like sudden uh, less than six months ago and now trying to build something more of it this very little that we have and trying to do something more and everyone's trying to contribute more I feel a great energy here and uh, just really glad that we have this conference and yeah that's what I feel I think this is a great turning point for for all of us uh, that's into the Bitcoin right now strongly agree definitely cheers nice yeah my big takeaway is that Bitcoin is becoming fun again um, coming from the maxi world, things were getting kind of boring because we're all like just waiting for hyper Bitcoinization to happen. And so then these people who worship Bitcoin like fight with each other all the time. And now it's more fun. You know, we make an art, we're riveting, where you got people like Butoshi over here 
making Dungeons and Dragons style Discord uh, games that are AI powered. And it's just, you know, we got to do something with our time before Bitcoin's hyper Bitcoinized. So let's have some fun. In the meantime, onboard people onto the best money in the world, teach them as they go, because a lot of people care about having fun, making friends more than they care about sound money. And um, so for those of us who know how important sound money is, we can at least have fun and teach them along the way. Um, so yeah, that's my takeaway. Yeah, totally agree. And that is going to help bring about hyper-Bitcoinization. You'll have more users, more activity. So it's definitely yeah. the way to go. Not just hodl, bro. Do you hodl, bro? <laughs> that's like every Bitcoin guy. Do you hodl? Hodl? Yeah, I hodl. Okay, good. See you next year. <laughs> they weren't using the, the chain at all. No mempool. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right, so I do have one fun question. So one of the things I did here to get ready for this is I put everyone's bios into chat GPT and had it generate questions and ask for fun questions. I have a fun question to end, but before I do that, if there's anything that you really wanted to say, you know, with your time up here, maybe just quickly go down the line and then we'll have our fun question to wrap up. So is there anything in particular that you wanted yeah. to get out? Yeah, yeah, one thing I've really been thinking about a lot lately is ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, okay. Yeah, for me, just... Connect to Bill. Like, I'm and we're, I kind of keep up with all that uh, new stuff that's coming out, ordinals, like new protocols coming up all, all, every other day. I just say, just keep going on. I mean, we, we're going to see which one sticks. Um, so I have a message, I guess. Um, just like bring your like, cool builder friends in like, other platforms to here. And you know, we will be stronger building together. I just like... Uh, like ordinal built a couple of my friends and like two of them like built companies and like now they are here. Uh, one of them gave a speech. So like the more people you bring into the ecosystem, uh, the more you will just like have an effect on like what kind of a community we are going to be building around ordinals. And we really need, in my opinion, to have a, like a, a more interesting, eccentric, um, you know, just experimenting community. Uh, for Bitcoin to succeed. Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's just not even like uh, prioritizing its security right now, in my opinion, over just not changing the code. Uh, but if we will bring like more ordinals and inscription communities, like we will just get like more powerful and like we will have like bigger say uh, in the future of Bitcoin. Like what I thought previously was, you know, uh, like 2013-17 Bitcoin civil war, you know, the digital gold narrative has won and that's it. And tomorrow I will go to BitcoinCon for the first time and like I'm sure 99% of the people are there just like you say, just hodl, it's just like digital gold. Uh, I thought the war was lost, but to Bitcoin to succeed, I think for Bitcoin's sake, we just need to have like more innovation on it and it's the like the way is to is through like ordinals and inscriptions, just like bring many friends from like Ethereum and other platforms to here, convince them to build on ordinals, and like, it's really easy to convince, by the way. Yeah, definitely agree. Okay, Pete, and then we'll have our last question. Yeah, for me, so <clears throat> my co-founder and I were actually talking about this the other night. Um, there's that classic question of like, if you could be born at any time uh, in history, where would you be born? And my answer has kind of become right now. You know, I'm kind of just. Happy to be here. We have Bitcoin, we have AI, we have ordinals. It's just really exciting times, so I guess, you know, let's just enjoy it. Okay, so the wrap-up question here, from, courtesy of ChatGPT, and this is a question for everyone. You can think about your own answer to this question. And I had, so some of the panelists I had a chance to ask before so they could think about it. So if you haven't heard the question yet, think about it. So if ordinals had a theme song, 
what would the song be? So we'll start with you, Hans. Um, you know, like there's this Ethereum exchange by friends called CalfSwap. When you make a swap, it just says mo. Like, it's, it's not uh, what I propose for. Like when you like uh, just like inscribe something is you know there's this TikTok video of Casey smoking a pipe of like God knows what and like dancing to to music. Just like when you inscribe and it's on the blog, just like imagine like the video pops up and it starts dancing. It's, it's a great video, my favorite. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, for me, uh, I did try to get an answer for ChatGPT, but I just realized <laughs> that because <laughs> you came up with it from ChatGPT, I did try to get an answer for ChatGPT as well. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna take any, of, any one of those suggested answers. I'm just gonna come up with one myself. I just wanna sum up with uh, this chant. Developers, 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 <laughs> developers, 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 yeah. If you know what it is, this is from the year Steve Ballmer's Windows But, but you're not sweating. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You, you had run before yeah. and like just like soaked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to soak myself a bit more. But I think this is great colors for all of us here with all those. We're attracting back developers again. So if you have developers, friends in the Ethereum community, EVM community, tell them, hey, look here, look here. There's more exciting over here in Bitcoin. Come over here. Yes, totally agree. So I, I really feel put on the spot here because I did not hear this question before. But I was looking for you, but I didn't find you. No so worries, because I got one. The first thing that came to my head, imagine you're presented with a rug, except it's a carpet, and it's a magic carpet. And you get on that magic carpet with a handsome Persian man. <laughs> <laughs> and he says... A whole new world. <laughs> As you ride off into the sky. That's very good, very good. All right, Pete. No, same here, so I'm kind of cut off guard. So I don't know how, how good my answer will be, but uh, any, any hype song, you know, I just want to be hype about the ordinals. So, so maybe someone like, no sleep tilt. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you can think about your own answers, and if you see me later tonight, you can go up and we can talk about that too. So uh, that's it for our panel. I'd like to have a big hand for the organizers, because they've done a great job today. This is amazing to put on this conference so quickly. Really amazing. Just like the builders were building so fast, the organizers put together a very good conference very quickly. So thank you to the organizers. Okay, so thank We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review our show. Subscribe to the Ordinals podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite app, and follow us on Twitter at the Pod. Drop us a line at podcast at org.media for topics you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like us to interview. Ordinals 2024 conference is taking place in Nashville. Early bird passes are available now. Visit org.media and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks for listening to the Ordinals podcast. Produced by Ord Media. Thank you.